Greetings, greetings, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Namaste. Ashe. Hotel. What's happening? Have you speaking as have Armadilly? This is the Netta Aferti, Imani Rael. DeAndre Ponder of New Black Wall Street, The Black Agenda, and Black Businesses and Economics Education. So how's everybody doing today? I hope you all are ready for this topic of discussion because uh, this topic of discussion is a serious discussion. It's based on uh, survival as I look at it. Um, you know, uh, because of inflation, all the prices on everything has went up on everything. So, uh, one thing that I'm going to key in specifically on is the cost of living and how the cost of living has just went so dramatically up to where now if you work in a minimum wage job you know it could be a good paying job it just will not be enough you know doing research i've seen uh trying to rent apartments you know the the average price of a two-bedroom here in atlanta georgia <clears throat> is a uh, between a thousand to twelve hundred dollars a month let me say that again. Uh, apartment to rent down here in Atlanta, Georgia. The average price that you're looking for. Some even one bedrooms are a thousand. You have two bedrooms that are one thousand two hundred and one thousand three hundred. You have a uh, three bedrooms that is as much as sixteen hundred dollars a month. Price of food has went up, cost of gas has went up. So the cost of living is definitely a serious issue that we as a people have to definitely, you know, talk about. So one thing that did interest me um, very much so is a report that I've pulled up from the Mongoloid Nation written by dana sanchez july 16 2021 again uh this report that i pulled up is from the mongoloid wait a minute I'm, i think i'm saying this wrong excuse me the mogoldum mogoldum goldum nation the mogoldum nation i'm sorry y'all have to excuse me you know, <laughs> but uh, the Mongoldom Nation, uh, Mongoldom Nation, the Mongoldom Nation, I'm sorry, I keep going over this over and over again, but the Mongoldom Nation is a Black-owned uh, internet media source that I like to go to because they have a very interesting stories such as this one that i'm gonna bring up to you 
So this report that I'm really touching on is having me seriously think about, you know, the effects of the inflation when it comes down to the cost of living. Um, again, it's the Mongoldum Nation. Mongoldum Nation. This is a report. The report says full-time minimum wage workers can't afford rent anywhere in the U.S. Again, the report states full-time minimum wage workers can't afford rent anywhere in the U.S. This is written by Dana Sanchez, July 16, 2021. So uh, I'm going to start with this report, and then I will go further on into um, what we can do, you know, ourselves as a people, as a family, what we can do to better our situations until we can actually better our situations. So as I talk to you about this, I'm going to also uh be able to share with y'all uh an outlet to be able to overcome this situation you know because uh the famous quote that i always go by you are your own limitations so i'm again reading this report and report is called full-time minimum wage workers can't afford rent anywhere in the u.s this is written by Dana Sanchez, July 16, 2021. It starts off by saying, people earning minimal wage in full in full-time positions cannot afford a two-bedroom apartment anywhere in the US or even a modest one-bedroom in 93% of US counties, according to National Low Income Housing Coalition's annual out of reach report. Now, uh, on this link, again, it's the Mogoldum Nation link. Mogoldum Nation link. You There's a, a link that says out of reach. You can actually hit that and you get a good uh, idea of what they're talking about. So basically what they're saying is, uh, you know, from their survey, uh, 93% of U.S. counties, according to the National Low-Income Housing Coalition annual out-of-reach report. A federal housing resource, the nonprofit NLIHC, says it is dedicated to achieving non-racist public policy so people with the lowest income have affordable and decent homes. For housing to qualify as affordable, the report says no more than 30% of a household's gross income should be spent on rent and utilities. Households paying more than 30% of gross income on houses are considered cost burden. Those that pay more than 50% on housing are considered severely cost burden. Now, before I go further, how many... Oh, and, and we're gonna get to we're gonna get to the money part in a minute. But um, how many people? It's like duh. You know, um, it always been like that. You know, especially 
black men and individuals, black people and individuals, you know, uh, being at the, the bottom of the pot economically, because as you all know, we are under the guise of systematic oppression, systematic racism. Now, this is something serious. This is something that, that's happening. It's been happening for years and years. <clears throat> so you always would want to wonder, um, why is it that, you know, we could work these same positions that everybody else work, but we get paid the lowest? It's always a difficulty. If we, we, if we go out to go get a car, we paying the car note, we paying the entrance that's, that's double the amount of the car. So it's like you're paying for two cars instead of one. You know, we, we always been under these guys. This is what systematic racism is. Always been under these, this guide, the same guide to where we cannot get nowhere else. It's always difficult for us to start a business. There's always op opposition in that. There's opposition in getting our resources, you know, or being able to have control of our own resources. You know, nine times out of 10, you know, people that, that purchase homes and have homes don't really truly own their homes and you know this by the mortgage payments that that, that they still have to pay property taxes that they still have to pay because you know you may even own a home but you don't own the land so this system is always based on being in debt and 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 paying you know and in their situation in our situation now uh the minimum wage they starting to raise the minimum wage now but uh i remember at one point in time you know minimum wage started out low in my time how many people remember 425 an hour <laughs> how many people remember 375 an hour so uh currently the minimum wage now uh even though they're changing this was i'm about to come up i'm about to talk about the raising of the uh, wages um right now minimum wage is about seven dollars an hour i believe uh, you can go to uh georgia department of labor to um go to their site to find out how much the cost of minimum wage is i'm pretty sure that they have raised it already to 15 dollars. so let's see because this is the next part of the report okay Although President Joe Biden signed an executive order in April raising the minimum raising the minimum wage paid by federal contracts contractors to $15 an hour. Let me say that again. Although President Joe Biden signed an executive order in April raising the minimum wage paid by federal contractors to $15 an hour state minimum wages rates are lower if washington dc was a state it would have the highest minimum wage of 15 dollars an hour california has the highest minimum wage which is 14 dollars an hour but that only applies to businesses with 26 employees so in order for them to have a minimum wage of 14 dollars an hour in california they must at least have 26 employees wow so you know just like with other, any other status some kind of condition there <laughs> uh, these people here i tell you um washington state has the highest minimum wage applying to all companies 13 dollars and 69 cents an hour 
So uh, these are the current wages, but again, they're not taking the trip down here to Atlanta, Georgia, where minimum wage, uh, like I said, it may have been raised, but the last time I remember when a minimum wage, it was about $7 an hour. Black workers are less on average than white. Now, this part right here, that, that one little statement, this is what's been going on for centuries. This is what's been going on for years. You know, um, again, we're under systemic racism, meaning that all forms of anything that operates in this U.S. government system is is created to keep us at a bottom level because the main reason why is we are the consumers. And that's where they want us at. They want us to be the consumers. They want us to be the ones that's constantly spending money. See, if we don't have anything, then that's what makes you spend money the most. We always depending on, <laughs> you know, stuff. Uh, systemic resources you know as far as like with food gas transportation you know er, you know pretty much every every aspect of how we operate our lives um there's a level of dependency there uh, we're not really taking responsibility into our own hands which i will be discussing with you in just a few moments after i uh bring this report to rest because um as i I always share information on New Black Wall Street, the Black Agenda, um, you know, my Facebook group pages. You know, as I share this information, it's always information that, that shows some type of an action that can be taken to um, alleviate some of these problems. See, if we're in a system where the system is a If we're if we're in a system where the system is against us all the time, want to make sure that that we're in the lowest spot so they can be in the highest of situations, then it's up to us to take it upon ourselves to, to say we do not need the system. So we have to learn how to figure things out for ourselves. So, um, but as I was saying, on with the report, black workers earn less on average than white, even as US companies say in their branding and business strategies that they are improving diversity and inclusions, black US workers earn on an average 30% less than whites. Now that's a nice little chunk, 30% less than whites. I mean, this is serious because when you when you actually do look at in their branding and business strategies, the, the link that they show then uh, you actually see, you know, jobs that were struggling, you know, just to get to at least 50 a year. They making 75, 80 to 100,000 to 100 plus thousand a year, you know. So it's like even if we do get those positions that we feel like we want, it's going to pay off. We just don't seem to quite make enough. And this is why. Black U.S. workers earn on the average 30% less than white, according to a new report from research and consultant firm McKinsey Global Institute. Almost half of black workers work in the healthcare, retail, accommodation, and food service, and the vast majority are in lower paying service jobs rather than professional or managerial. 
this is what Forbes reported. Now, we can go into this and 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 figure out why is this happening, but again, this goes into systematic racism. Now, if anybody um, is familiar with Dr. Claude Anderson, um, if you purchase his Powernomics collection book, then it's a lot of more. It's a lot more detail in what systematic racism is, and this is what we're actually facing, and this is what we're going on. So, you know, you have to know what we're dealing with to know how to get through it. So this is a, a real eye opener. You have to understand this. This is a real eye opener if you did not know this. So as many, as many people who tries, as many people who say, I keep trying and trying and I just don't get it. It's not your fault. It is not your fault. It's not your fault. We are in system in a system that is designed to keep you from having anything, to keep you at the bottom. This is the program, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Black workers are more likely to spend more of their income on rent. The NLIHC report found. So what they're saying is basically most of our money that we make we have to pay rent with it which is, in most cases is true um more than 40 percent of black ho households spend more than 30 percent of their income on rent compared to 25 percent of the white household the average minimum wage worker must close must must work close to 97 hours per week that's more than two full-time jobs to afford a two-bedroom rental home or 79 hours a week, which is about two full-time jobs, to afford a one-bedroom at the fair market rent. People who work 97 hours per week and need eight hours of sleep have around two hours left for everything else, commuting, cooking, cleaning, self-care, caring for children and family, which is very much true. So, you know, working two jobs it does take your day up and then you got to sleep for, for, for another part of it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is definitely true. So um, I think this report is like a, a, a real eye opener as to what, um, you know, we are faced with. Low wage workers bore the brunt of COVID-19 job losses and often being the frontline essential workers were also more susceptible to catching the virus, which is very much true. Uh, the U.S. urgently needs to expand affordable housing, wrote Marcia Fudge, Secretary of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, in a, pre in a preface to the NLIHC report. 70% of households with the lowest income routinely spend more than half of their incomes on rent, Fudge wrote. Even before the pandemic, our nation had a shortage of 7 million affordable and available homes for renters with the lowest of income. They have little ability to save and one emergency or unexpected expense could send them into homelessness. This is very much true. This is very much true. 
The NLIHC is urging the government to ensure that all COVID-era emergency rental assistance programs help those with the greatest needs. It's also calling for policymakers to create permanent universal rental assistance for eligible households, to invest in new affordable housing, and to implement stronger renter protection laws, CNBC reported. Okay, so that's the end of the report. And again, this report is by the Mogulum Nation. <laughs> it's a unique spelling. It's Mogulum Nation. And the report again was full-time minimum wage workers can't afford rent anywhere in the US. So as of right now, what I'm gonna do along with my uh, podcast is I'm gonna go ahead and send a link back out. So as we talk about this, you have an idea of, um, of where I'm coming from because you can pull the link up yourself. And it's actually already um, circulating on my page on uh, New Black Wall Street and on um, the Black Agenda as well. So if you don't already see it or haven't already seen it, I'm going to repost it so that you all can get an idea of what I'm talking about. So this is already going to start circulating in the group. And this podcast will be circulating in the groups as well. So I bought this up and I bought this to our attention. Because there is definitely a solution, a right now solution to this problem this epidemic that we are definitely facing that is definitely real. And that problem is called, well, the solution, rather I say the solution is called unity, unity, unity. I'm gonna, I have posted a meme (laughs) not too long ago on my Facebook page that that actually, Hits the nail on the head. Let me see if I can pull that up. Um, now, the, the, the main reason why I want to pull this up is simply because unity will cut a lot of things out. And what I mean by that is with unity, for example, let's say we have 10 people stand in an apartment. They're all family members. 10 people stand in an apartment. The apartment costs $1,000 a month. You have 10 people stand in an apartment. The apartment costs $1,000 a month. Right? Okay. Now, that's $100 a month for 10 people. Now, let's say these 10 people that's paying $100 a month. Excuse me, you all, I'm still looking. But let's say these people, these 10 people paying $100 a month, let's say they make $2,000 a month. So out of the $2,000 a month that they're making, only $100 goes into paying the rent. So 
I would say in a couple of months, you would be able to buy wherever it is where you stand at. And this is how people, this is how people survive. This is how um, businesses get started. This is how economics within the family gets started. It starts just like that because we all decide to come together. We all decide to put our money together. And I'm going to tell you something, you know, in this situation, it is very much possible because I'm living in a house with four generations. We have four generations in our household. We're, not, we're all doing a fine job. We're not struggling. We're not hurting. We're not going through anything. We're just living. You know, we the- each have a chance to uh, be able to to be able to establish something like we we got people in our family that that has established businesses i've established a business um you know other family members established a business uh, we 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 established um financial stability uh, economical support we also uh, established building wealth you know through investments so it's a lot of things that we we accomplish together as a as a unit. You know, um one of my one of my uh stories I have personal testimony is um you know, I'm an entrepreneur, I have my own business. It's very successful. Um when the covid when the, when the covid pandemic hit Atlanta, Georgia. It hit Atlanta, Georgia in March, the end of March and it lasted uh through May the 1st. So uh, when it hit, of course, I was like one of the <laughs> first people in the family to feel the effect of it because, uh, you know, two of my main contracts is, you know, inside is with Greenbrier Mall. So uh, those two contracts was put on hold, you know, until the uh, pandemic went out. Now, luckily, I did, you know, still have other in- sources of income to come in, but you know. Again, I took a huge loss, you know, and it was it was due to the pandemic. Um, I didn't get any stimulus checks, none whatsoever, no tax returns. I didn't get anything of that type of nature. I, I did everything on my own, own work, learned how to save money, save my money, um, had money invested as well. So that was still growing, you know. So I was I was ready, but you know, with family support, it just made it so much easier because, uh, you know, I had family, they came together and, you know, they, they gave me backup when I needed it. Because, you know, like I said, I, it was a big loss that I took, you know, for that moment anyway. And then, you know, when the pandemic lifted, then all my other contracts returned and um, things just kept going so this is this is what can happen and this is what needs to happen you know and as bad as i hate to put other races in into our situations you know that's why i I wanted to uh talk about my testimony first you know at least y'all get some kind of a definite experience of somebody who you know who's together so let's see uh there is in our household, let's see, four, six, seven. So seven people in our household. Um, 
you know, I, we, we have a connection with our other family and our other family has, you know, so many people in their household. So we practice what we're preaching. You know what I mean? I think now uh, we should make the example being known so we can help others, you know, to avoid situations like this, because uh, I read a long time ago, we're going to be in a, in a time where we, we, only have ourselves to depend on we only have our families to depend on because the world is going to turn their backs on us which they have and they have for a long time so all we have is ourselves all we have is our family so if y'all got any issues with y'all family y'all should you know work on working it out y'all got it's time to be the bigger person and, and let's put these so-called issues to bed no matter how deep it is because we have a life to live. We have to live for our children. And we have to understand we're at war. They don't care. We care. Nobody else cares about us. We care about ourselves. So the meme, before I get out of here, the meme says, some Mexicans come here and become roommates with other Mexicans. A $1,500 a month rent is only three or $400 a month apiece. Each Mexican is working, bringing home $2,500 a month or $10,000 together. In three years, they have saved $250,000 and are able to secure a $1 million credit line. But you rather struggle and holler about how you pay your own bills and get nowhere in life, quit hating on one another, quit being foolish and poor together. In three years, you and four others can be worth a million dollars if you get your mind right. And that, my friends, is very true. Very true indeed.